Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today I'm going to begin this podcast by doing something I hardly ever do, and that is talking about the podcast. Let me say thank you so much to those of you who are new listeners in the last few months to this podcast. We have seen just a huge increase in downloads recently and incredibly grateful for that. The last few months have been by far our best ever. We started the year off well, experiencing pretty significant growth from last year. And then in March, with the release of my new book, Sell More with Science, podcast hit a a high I didn't think we would get to for quite some time. They came down a little bit, April, May, June. And July started creeping back up to where we were in March. And then August and September blew right past March by over 15%. So thank you so much for those of you who are listening and who are sharing the podcast. Today's topic, talk about the idea of selling as serving. Hang with me. I know oftentimes when this kind of topic is covered. It comes across very superficial and we all nod our heads and we move on as if nothing happened. But I believe this is actually a big deal. And I believe that science helps us actually do this. I think it really does. Because right now, what the survey data shows when you ask buyers, what is the most challenging thing about forming buying decisions when working with salespeople? They say for the last couple of years now, this has been the case, that there is so much information right now in the marketplace. It is hard to navigate that, to prioritize some things and and say, okay, what matters more than others? And then there's competing messages from salespeople. And when you look online, you get a whole lot of more information that may or may not really apply to your exact situation. And so buyers say they're swimming in this sea of information and it's incredibly difficult to make a buying decision that they are going to feel good about. And so I think the most effective way for us to view selling is to view it through the lens of serving, of helping those we sell to form a buying decision, which is the goal and purpose of a salesperson as well. And I think the evidence overwhelmingly suggests that there is no better way to help guide someone through the buying decision than using science because science discloses what that buying decision looks like. What are the steps our brains must go through a form of buying decision? And if you don't use science, what I found universally is when you ask people, how do people make a buying decision? They say very superficial, nebulous things that are unhelpful. In other words, they just don't know. And how do you guide someone through a process that you don't really know what that process is? What I want you to focus on is looking at not winning a sale or losing a sale, but serving throughout the sale. It's a shift in perspective. Oftentimes, and this breeds problems with integrity, when we only look at the sale as winners and losers, did I win? Did I lose? Now I get it. We all want to sell a lot. We don't like it when we don't sell. But am I really serving my potential customer? And this is a very common mindset in selling. And has been for as long as selling has been around. We almost look at people as we use them. I need to sell them something so I get something in return. And when I don't do that, 
then I lose. What I want you to think about is how can I serve them? So it's not about winning or losing. It's about serving. Because when you focus on serving, you're aligning your efforts, your priorities with that of your potential clients. You will win more. So it's this old school mentality of winning and losing that causes us to lose more than we win because it naturally puts us into this mental framework where I look at people as something I need to overcome, convince and cajole to get them to say yes and sign on the line that is dotted. And we want to step back and say, boy, is that mindset, is that really helping me operate with full integrity? Is that really helping me become successful? And more importantly, is that really helping those I sell to? I would suggest that it doesn't. Now, this may seem subtle, but when you live out these mindsets, it takes you on radically different paths. They guide you down entirely different roads. When you look at selling as serving, and this means a couple of different things. If you cannot serve the individual or the organization that you are selling to, you disqualify yourself. There are times when what you offer is not for everyone. And you might recognize that deeper into the sales process than you might want to be. You might have gone through an entire sales call and you're at the end of it, or maybe for some reason you didn't identify this early on. Shame on you for that. And your multiple sales calls in and then you identify it. You want to evaluate why that happened. But even so, When you identify you're not the right fit for them, that you truly can't serve them, you serve them from disqualifying yourself. When you're focused on serving, you are focused on, number one, gaining an accurate and comprehensive understanding of your potential client situation so that you can address what matters most to them and you can see, am I truly the best fit? So what you want to do is have a very strong qualification process. In other words, do I want to invest my time with this potential client. Is this a good use of my time? We only have so much time in a day. When you're doing one thing, when you're talking to one group of people, you're not talking to another. And so you want to prioritize what is the highest ROI, return on investment of my time. And so you want to have a qualification process that allows you to identify. So what does a typical buyer look like for you? What are some of those key parameters you want to be attentive to? Whether it's the problem they have, or it's who's involved in the buying process, or if it's certain parameters that your product or service really needs to fill for it to be a great solution for a potential client, or if it's time frame, or if it's finances, or if it's budgetary concerns, right? What are those things that you say, okay, when I look at those I sell to, there's a couple things that are consistent about them. Knowing what they are, first of all, and then identifying those early on can be an absolute game changer. So you need to have a strong qualification process that you can follow. Look at the problem that you solve. And how do you detect early on if your potential client has this kind of problem? Or is it a different kind of problem that you're really not a good fit for? And those who have that kind of problem aren't ideal for you and probably won't buy anyway. So if you can know that earlier, the sooner you can disqualify, the better. Or perhaps it's certain things with timing or finance or certain product or service parameters, as I mentioned. But think through those things as well. Now, when we talk about qualification, I have to say this because this does often come up and I want to just get it out right up front. You want to use qualification as a way to better serve, not as an excuse for not selling. So you want to keep your qualification process evidence-based. In other words, if someone were to question it, you could say, I've looked over the data, 
of my clients, those I sell to, those I'm not effective at selling to. Here's the common denominators among them. And that's why I have this qualification process. If you can do that, awesome. If you're just going off of what you feel like, well, I'm going to disqualify them because I just want to go home a little early. That's not effective. Make qualification, make it part of your integrity as a sales professional, not as a convenience. If your qualification process is linked with your integrity, these are the organizations, the individuals that I serve most effectively. That's great. If it's linked as convenience, that's a problem. Here's who I like selling to. Here's who I feel like selling to in this time. That's always going to lead you down a unproductive path. One way I like to think about qualification is a book that influenced me when I was about 14, 15 years old. And I I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast that I was obsessed with baseball growing up. I wanted to be a professional baseball player until I was in about a junior in high school when I realized it wasn't going to happen for me. I was good. I had been scouted, but I wasn't quite good enough. And so I looked elsewhere into other pursuits. Throughout my childhood, that was what I was obsessed with. I was focused on it. It's all I thought about. I would wake up in the middle of the night as a teenager and I would go and hit off a tee. I mean, I, I was obsessed with hitting. And Ted Williams, great baseball player for the Boston Red Sox, probably you could say the best hitter who ever lived. I would say 344 lifetime batting average, 521 home runs. He was amazing and he lost a number of his prime years to serving in the military as well. So just an amazing hitter. But he had written a book called The Science of Hitting. And in that book, he had a chart where he showed how no matter where the ball came over the plate, He knew his batting average, so he knew what his sweet spot was. When the ball was at this location, he was batting over 400. When it was here, he was a 240 hitter. Like He knew exactly if he swung at the ball in this location and hit it, what his batting average would be. So he was qualifying the ball that when it came over the plate. And he knew if it was not in the right spot, even if it was a strike, if he didn't have to swing at it, he wouldn't. And so he was looking at it through this scientific lens, and he wrote a book called The Science of Hitting. In fact, I remember right after my book, The Science of Selling, came out, I spoke at a conference, and the gentleman who put on the conference, we went to lunch after I spoke before I went to the airport and flew back home. And he asked me, he said, well, tell me a little bit about growing up. What were you like? What what were your priorities? What did you care about? And of course, I talked about baseball and the science of hitting by Ted Williams. And he keeps asking me a number of questions about it. And after a few minutes, his face lit up like he had just discovered something. And he said, Ted Williams wrote the science of hitting. And that influenced you as a teenager. And I said, yeah. And he said, many years later, you wrote the science of selling. And he looked at me as if I would fall off my chair and say, oh my, oh wow, I I see how everything comes together now. And I just looked at him and said, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. And uh, I I still remember how surprised he was that I was not more impressed with that. Although that's a good observation, I guess. Just like Ten Williams knew where when the ball came over the plate, what his bang average would be if he hit that ball. I want you to think about the same way qualification process. What is your batting average with these kinds of clients? And when you start looking at it through that lens, and as a matter of integrity, 
who can I serve? You will sell more. So what are you waiting for? I would encourage you to evaluate your mindset. Are you focused more on serving? Do you have a strong qualification process that allows you to identify who you can best serve? Is it a matter of integrity or is it a matter of convenience? Because the most effective form of selling, science-based selling, is focused on serving more than winning or losing. It's focused on how do I truly help those I sell to? It's not just some fairy tale, fluffy idea. This helps you sell more. And more importantly, it helps you feel good about what you do as a sales professional. So give this all some thought and then get out there and sell something. I'll see you next time. <laughs>